Second and goal to go. Chiefs at the 10. Slant. It is caught. It's caught by Jody Fortson. Rolls into the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. Straight ahead to the 10. Out to the 15, 20, 25 to the 30, 35. Nixon stumbles, breaks a tackle, and Nixon's on the loose to the 40, 30, 25, 20. Good night, Vienna. Pistols firing. Touchdown, Oklahoma State. Jaden Nixon with a kickoff return for a touchdown. Big hole for Miller. Kick three up the middle. To midfield, here's Miller to the 40, to the 30, to the 20. Touchdown, Kentree Miller from 69 yards out. And the Hort Frogs keep pouring at all the suitors. Set court work today. Again, don't we, we, we're not very good, obviously, right now. I mean, we got a lot to get better at. You know, talent doesn't win games. Uh, teams win games, and uh, we got a lot to, to get better at to be to become a good football team. Well, the, the man in the spotlight yesterday and all week for Oklahoma is going to be head athletic trainer Robert Fulton, who uh, is a great guy, and um, I worked with him in baseball and basketball, and now he has taken over uh, running the whole kit and caboodle over there with Doc McGinnis and all those guys. I see them all down on the sidelines, but... Rob's the man now, and boy, I bet that that training room yesterday, you know, Sunday is a day off unless you need to get treatment, and I bet they had to open up an extra training room down there because, whew, I mean, you talk about a beat-up football team, physically and mentally, and now you got Texas, and you don't know if you have Billy Bowman, you don't know if you have Wanya Morris, Dylan Gabriel, Eric Gray, Theo Weiss. Uh, you definitely don't have Damon Harmon. Marcus Major, you don't know. Marcus Stripling, R. Mason Thomas, J.J. Hester. There were some guys that got hurt and came back in, but who knows what their status is going to be this week, like Kenai Walker and Andrew Rame and Anton Harrison and Jaden Davis. Gracious. Gracious. Uh, OU Texas coming up 11 a.m. Saturday. Now, what do we need to tell folks about our coverage this week, TJ? What do we know at this point? 
We have decided not to cover the game this weekend. We are not mm. sending anyone down. We're not going to have <laughs> any type of festivities. Now I'm joking. We'll be uh, live at the Omni uh, downtown Dallas. You and I will kick things off on nice. Friday morning together in the same room. What? Um, that's right. That's right. Our once a year uh, is that uh, remote safe? that we're sitting together. Mm, the way things have gone at this point, I'm not sure, but um, I, did, right. Chad, I'm doing a radio show. Listen, ladies, this me. is a rare uh, opportunity to see TJ and I in the same place. It hardly ever happens. Yeah, uh, it's the it rarely ever happens when there aren't greyhounds around us. But uh, it's going to happen again this Saturday. Do you remember Friday, like the uh, like the Argentina lady that was really in love with me last year, kept flirting with me in the lobby? That's the type of no. things that happen when we're together. No, so I don't think, I don't think you don't remember great. that. You don't remember I that. that was a I, remember, I remember that. <laughs> uh, so we'll be live at the uh, Omni downtown along with the OU Alumni Association Friday morning. Friday morning, six to nine. And then uh, Tyler and Teddy will also be there in the afternoon from 2 to 6. So mm. you can catch those guys with their what afternoon show. What about the rest show. of the guys? Um, the rest of the guys, let me think here how we're doing this. I don't have exact confirmation on Plank yet, but we'll have that hopefully today or tomorrow. He's either going to be at Windstar on Friday or Bedre Chocolates again. They have not decided Ooh. which place they want to send him to. Put him at Bedre Chocolates because uh, he brought me a couple of bags of chocolate. Oh, is that uh, right? Is that right? Yeah, so, so I like that. As yeah. soon as I have confirmation on that, I'll let you know where he's going to be. Uh, Steely will be live at uh, Riverwind if you're heading down and want to stop mm-hmm. and uh, see Steely and maybe play a couple of games on your way out. Uh, he'll be at Riverwind and then um, – I think that accounts for everybody where they are. I know the OU Club Tyler? of Fort Worth. Well, Tyler's at the Omni uh, with okay. Teddy. Uh, OU Club of Fort Worth, I know around the, the event you've done before with those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I saw him and Travis are on the billing for to, that. With, uh, Barry Parker, Parker and Travis will be over oh, there uh, right. hanging out. I think they're going to speak for uh, just a little bit, and uh, people can throw things at Parker. Fun and, week for uh, that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so I Parker, think that, Parker agreed to do this when things were oh, sunny. And uh, right, he, was, and, uh, he was batting a uh, 100. He was batting a 100 like we do with Pet of the Week. Uh, that's right. So that's kind of the Friday layout. Saturday, I know the guys are going to go uh, from the ref mobile with the tent set up and all that for pre and post. But they're going to have to do one of those things where they kind of the drop a pin yeah, at some point, okay. with, with, depending on where they get set up at the Cotton Bowl. So those guys will be out there. Uh, you guys will be from the booth for that first yeah, hour, obviously, from 7 a.m. to 8 a.m., and then they'll, those guys will be uh, tailgating it up at the Cotton hmm. Bowl. So. Okay. Yeah. All right, how about some Ref Royal Rumble updates, and then we'll get back to the text messages and the uh, phone calls. Ref Royal Rumble brought to you by Pizza Hut. Uh, congratulations to Josh Helmer. He got off the schneid in a big way this week. He hit his lock and his upset. He locked Kansas and his upset special was Wake Forest to beat Florida State, and they did. So four points for Josh Helmer this week. Parker Thune also had Wake in the upset, so he got three points this week. It was a one-point week for Tyler, Teddy, TJ, and I. We all hit our locks. Tyler had Mississippi State. Teddy had Michigan. TJ had Duke, and I had Nebraska. And then zero points this week for Travis, Plank, Steely, and once again, Drake Dykin. <laughs> so 
Your updated standings for the it's year look like this. Bad. TJ and the chairman continue to lead. They've got 12 points, followed by Teddy Lehman in second place with 10. Travis Davidson in third place with 9. Parker Thune has vaulted into fourth place with 8 points. I'm in fifth place with 7. Plank and Steely tied for sixth with 6 points. Tyler McComas in eighth place. He's got 5 points. Josh Elmer has broken free. He's in ninth place now with four points. And in the basement with an incredible zero through five weeks of the season is Drake Dyken. Man, he is one pathetic loser. One thing to point out, and then uh, I have to ask you a question. Uh, A public reprimand has been issued by the league to Teddy Lehman and Josh Helmer. They both got their picks in, but it wasn't until Saturday morning. Before the games, but well past the suggested Thursday midnight deadline. Uh, So they have been issued a public reprimand. And the next infraction will be a $25,000 fine for either one of them. Now, my question for you, TJ, is I was thinking about you Saturday night, listening to and then watching the Auburn LSU game. Yes. And I am imagining the chairman did not handle that very well. Did you guys watch this game? We watched it play out. Um, He did not handle it well. He did not handle the day very well. It started early as he may just be turning 12 on Thursday, but he handles himself as if he's a disgruntled uh, mid-30s guy that's been watching sports and living in misery for (laughs) three or four decades. (laughs) He was not happy with one Josh Helmer or Teddy Lehman. I mean, not happy at all. Did not think their picks should count. Wanted to know what their problem was. He wasn't happy with Teddy Lehman. He doesn't care. He didn't care about Josh. Josh was way in his rear view. True, true. He was not happy with Teddy Lehman. To the point that he said he wanted to implement a rule of, if you don't get it in before Saturday morning, you lose a point. So he said, there's no excuse for this. Which I kind of agree. Um, so he was irate, and then he was beating himself up all day because he wanted to pick Illinois over Wisconsin. That was his game, and he talked himself out of it, and then Illinois ended up just whipping uh, Wisconsin. He was so mad at himself, and then Auburn was winning that whole game, uh, looked good, looked solid into the second half, and then obviously... Um, just gave it away! Gave it away! G- gave it away! Just <laughs> gave it to LSU. They said, here, we're about to score... How about we let our running back throw a pass, and he threw it right to the linebacker. He was watching. He was watching uh, the Kentucky game on GameCast, rooting against the Wildcats, uh, <laughs> cheering and pumping his fists every time. They, um, so yeah, he's full blown just obsessed with. I got it. a so, question. Yeah, he for did you. not handle Saturday night well. I was thinking about it because you raced out to a big lead, and I was like, "Dad, gum it! The chairman's done it again." <laughs> yes. And then it got away. It just kept slipping away, slipping away. And I was like, I wonder what Bronx is doing right now. I bet he's throwing a massive fit. (laughs) But you're still in the lead here. He's still in the lead. And he knew that. So that helped with the sting a little bit. And then he even brought that up. You know, once that Kentucky game was out of the way, he knew there wasn't anybody that could catch him. So that helped a little bit. We're not even halfway through the season. However, if you guys pull this off, whose name is going on the trophy here? 
Well, he's going. He has made every pick this year. I've given advice a couple of times, but I haven't made a single pick. He has made every single pick, so I will put the chairman on know. that trophy. I don't know. Or are you going to put the chairman uh, on there? I think so, because he likes sitting in okay. a chair to make his picks, remember? so he. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay, give me two or three more text messages, and then we'll take a break. Uh, we'll, let's we'll see Phone here. lines, text messages. You guys got a lot to say today. Well, that's what we do. We'll let you um, voice your opinions on 55-24 Saturday down in Fort Worth. Uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line. If anyone calls for any firing of any coach or staff, uh, then it's an automatic DQ for the week on the text line. I don't think we've had a firing yet, um, but I'm surprised we haven't. Are you kidding me right now? After that weekend, I tune in and listen, and I have to hear a commercial about OSU Cowboy football, crying emoji faces. That was probably on an affiliate, not hmm. here on the uh, local station. My apologies. Yeah, okay. All right. Um, found, out a lot, uh, found a lot of joy Saturday with Jimbo Fisher and the Aggies getting thumped by Mississippi State. Yeah, that helped. That helped. Uh, Toby, you're going to deserve a Pulitzer if you uh, still write quality scene setters for this team. <laughs> Thank you. Good to know I didn't deserve one till now, but yeah, I do have my work cut out for me. Um, do you think BV has known all along that this is possible? Smoke and mirrors, perhaps, compared to his talent at Clemson. Bewildered, signed, bewildered 60-year-old man. Um, no, I think that they know, I'm speculating here, okay, this is not inside information or conversations I've had, but with a little bit of, of, uh, knowledge, I think they know they don't have the defensive talent that they had at Clemson on this team. I mean, anybody could tell you that, right? I mean, Clemson, Clemson's defenses the last few years have been. What did they put three of uh, three of their four defensive linemen went in the first round last year or a couple of years ago or whatever? I mean, they've been off the charts, and I I think that he, without a doubt, knew. I do not have. Not that he doesn't have talent, TJ. He didn't have the level of talent to work with that he had at Clemson, mm-hmm. and he also is implementing a new system compared to one that those guys had lived in for 10 years. So I think probably Brent would have told you in a moment of, you know, honesty that we're not, we're, we're going to have a hard time playing as good a defense as we played at Clemson. I still think we can be good. I still think Brent would tell you tonight when he's at Rudy's, he still thinks he can have a good defense. He believes in himself. He believes in a system. He believes in his ability to teach these guys. I think that offensively, they thought they were going to be a lot better than they've been this year. Uh, I think they are surprised that they have had as hard of a time moving the football consistently as they have. Falling behind. Um, slow starts. We've seen in spurts. We've seen electricity in spurts. Um, four or five series at a time sometimes. But the... Struggles offensively, I think, have been a have been a big surprise, and so both sides of the ball, I think, have been a. Nobody thought they were going to struggle like this, like defensively, like fifty five points to TCU. Stop, 
41 points or 42 points to Kansas State. Yeah, they almost gave up 100 points combined to Kansas State and TCU. Nobody thought that was going to happen. So that would be my answer to that. Uh, last one here before we head to break, I think, uh, speaks for everyone. Drake, can we please have you pick Texas this week? <laughs> yes. Yes. Texas, by the way, TJ, have you seen the spread? Uh, it's flipped quickly, hasn't it? Well, I, I don't think. Yes, from last week to this week, right. scores and odds hadn't updated until this morning, I don't think. But Texas is a five-and-a-half-point favorite yeah. in this game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Steely did not get it at what he tried to get it at last night. He has reissued his picks today. Texas is favored by five and a half. Break time. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment, your full-line dealer for bad boy zero-turn mowers, tractors, and implements. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby, exit 104B, and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle exit 108. T-Row in the morning show. Toby and TJ back with you. Live in the Brown O'Haver studios. This hour brought to you by RK Black. Been in business since 1952. Helping small and medium-sized businesses all across Oklahoma and Kansas. Copiers, fax, printers, scanners, document management, and network solutions. 405-943-9800 or rkblack.com. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Out in the streets. This uh, texter does not believe OU will be favored in any remaining game this season. All right. Uh, oh, Texas uh, opened six and a half yesterday. It's already down a point. We have a chance, says this texter. Uh, actually, I was wrong. It's six and a half. I oh, said it's five still and six and a half. half it's, yeah. six, it's well, according to. What Steely sent us this morning, six and a half. Steely's getting fancy, like sending screenshots and stuff, like he's some young hip kid or something. I don't well, know I think on. he was trying to. I think he was trying to show us because <clears throat> it was what he sent us was wrong. It was last week's line, but he was like, "I can't believe this is one." Oh, you's favored by one and a half, and it just hadn't updated yet. So. Uh, where's the stuff from last Friday morning? How's Harmon doing? Read my text, TJ. Calm down, Victor. What's stuff from Friday? What do you? What do you? What stuff? Maybe uh, three predictions and gut uh, on how we did. We said okay. we were terrible. Okay. Yeah, we are. Calm down, I Victor. Got, I got one prediction right. I think. Let me see. TJ predicted thirty-five, uh, thirty-two. OU. Uncle said sixty-eight, three. OU. Three predictions. I had Mims has a career high, which he had four catches in the first two minutes of that game, and then didn't have another one the rest of the day. So. Thought he was at least going to get a career high in catches Saturday. Night. I said, "Oh, you would score on the opening possession." They fumbled. I said there would be at least one complaint on social media about RG three. I bet I got that one right. I don't know. I didn't look it up. I'm sure I did. I said zero int. I got that one right, TJ. Nobody threw an interception in that game. And I said, "Oh, you would have fewer penalties than TCU." That did not happen either. So there you go, Victor. We're all caught up. I gave the uh, ref Royal Rumble picks. Thanks, Victor. Thanks I will for say this. Us, uh, reminding us of all that. Victor is very demanding. He <laughs> likes the show to go in and everything needs to happen on the day it's supposed to happen. Right. And uh, So I appreciate that about him. He's organized in that manner. The mountain almost got down to like five or six people yesterday if the Packers had lost. Patriots almost beat the Packers. Went to overtime, but uh, they didn't. 
So we lost a few people off the mountain, but not very many. Uh, anybody can put this on anybody they want. I, for one, know it's TJ's fault. Preach. Preach. I appreciate all of you on Twitter on Saturday. Um, oh, gosh. A former softball player, I'm blanking on who it was, said, I need to have somebody to put this on. And then here come all the it's TJ fault tweets. Thanks. It's TJ's fault. <laughs> like 12 notifications. What's going on on Twitter? Oh, it's my fault. Everything's my fault. Uh, I'm just glad it's a new month and certain officers won't be handing out too many tickets. That's Miguel from Logan County. No joke. Thank you. We can all breathe a little easier in Norman today. We've got a ways until we've got to meet their quota again. (laughs) Katy Perry's got to meet that quota. The misery you cause my family day in and day out. Uh, Jim in Arlington says, I was there Saturday. The thing that is even more evident going forward judging by TCU is this conference after what went down two summers ago and teams we play going forward, they have a whole box of recipes or receipts and they are pulling them out and it's wrong time to fall apart competitively. I love my team. I always will, but this is hard to watch. Mm-hmm. Our team's playing above their heads, angry over the SEC move. No, no, I, I mean, no, maybe, that's not what maybe, went down the last two weekends. No, they always wanted to beat OU before before that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, it adds some spice maybe to the crowd a little bit. Everybody loves the chant. Um, but no, I don't think so. I just cannot believe we are this soft. TCU came to hit us and we never responded. Just what you said. Glass jaw, glass jaw. Uh, I feel like the hit on Gabriel should have sparked a brawl. Did I miss anything? Where were there was there outrage from his teammates? It got a little bit so, dicey there for a second. Like what? Do we, I, I saw this too. Like uh, why didn't somebody fight the guy? Like really? Let's get more people ejected. Is that what they want to happen? I, uh, there were some people who got in his face. Uh, some offensive linemen and Farouk, and there were definitely some pushing and shoving going on. But the guy got kicked out of the game. So, like, I don't know what people wanted, TJ. Do they want somebody to go start punching him? Because that's an automatic ejection. So we're just going to start losing starters because they're mad their quarterback's out? You don't want that look either. Even if it's a guy that comes running in that doesn't play that says, hey, I can take the hit. Uh, with a suspension or something, you don't want that look nationally. You don't want that guy coming in there and 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 getting suspended and and doing that. Like so, I get it. You you do what you did. There was a little bit of a scuffle, and they kind of broke it up. And and then you're supposed to respond on the field. You go hit them in the mouth on the field. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. And we knew, uh, you know, from that point on, and without they, Dylan coming honestly, back in, they weren't going to be able to do that. Well, honestly, if you remember, right after the injury, they scored. They were all running plays. Bevel came in. They had the ball like at the 50-yard line. And he handed it off. And on four plays, they went right down the field. They were mad. The sideline was geared up. And they scored. And that made it. Let me get my charge right here. That made it. 30-something to 24, uh, I believe. 34-17. Oh, 17, okay. 
Then uh, this is early second quarter. Then they turned TCU over on downs. They they made a fourth down stop and got the ball back. And you're like, all right. Offense was fired up. They scored. Defense was fired up. They got a stop. And then kind of Bevel got his feet stuck in semen at that point. And <laughs> the rest of the half, was, you know, they put another touchdown on the board, and it was 41-17 at the break, and it was over. It was also, also an almost pick six in there for Desha- uh, Deshaun White, uh, where he under jumped under a pass that could have swung some stuff. But, listen, they weren't going to win that game. They, they weren't. But they did kind of amp up their play there for a couple of series after it happened. Let's see. In my unprofessional, biased opinion, I believe the team is a lot better than how they have looked for two weeks. I think they let bad habits come to the surface after Kansas State was having success and the offense was sputtering. With TCU, they had not got clear of the mental issues that caused them to not believe in themselves and to fall back into bad habits. That's probably right. They got talent. I don't know if they have NFL talent, but they don't have bad football players out there. I think they have guys, I'm talking defense right now, guys who, like Reggie Grimes and Ethan Downs and the linebacking core and the the tackles and even in the secondary, they got guys who are good football players who are trying to learn a new system and were feeling really good about how things went and now are shaky. Now have, like, am I doing the right thing? Am I, do I need to be helping that guy? Now they're trying to do, Teddy talks about this a lot, trying to do more than just your job. And then you, you end up in the wrong gap. Uh, you blow a coverage. The guy's running free behind you. You start to panic. I think that's what's going on, which is it does give you hope that they can get this thing dialed back in if Brent can and the rest of the defensive coaches can calm them down and get them back to being assignment sound. I do think they were tackling. We know they can tackle. They were tackling really well early in the year. That gives you hope. Now, the fact that Billy Bowman's, you know, I don't know what his situation is. Maybe he's back this week. I don't know. But the fact that he was hurt Saturday is, is uh, that didn't help. Damon Harmon's going to be out, obviously. That didn't help. And so we'll see how banged up they are. But I think that's a good text message, I've heard some of Roger and Fort Hood's post-game calls and the calls to this show. He needs to go find a new team to follow. They're bad right now, but shut the negative talk up and be a real fan. I hate those texts. I do. I got Roger's back here. You can still be a, a, a diehard fan and be angry and fire shots, and some of them will be over the top and ridiculous. It doesn't make you a better fan to sit there and say, I support my team 100%, and I'm never negative. It doesn't make you a better fan. I'm sorry. It just doesn't. We can be angry and mad after games and after losses. We can be. Uh, we should have expectations. You're the bad fan, loser. <laughs> That's not true. Apologize to that person. For what? For calling them a bad fan and a loser. No, if they could call Roger a bad fan, I could call them a bad fan. But they're Look, not you'll, right. You'll never find right. anyone that loves the Texas Rangers more than me. They're a pathetic excuse of a baseball team right now, and I can be angry over it and still love that team. I agree with you. 
I'm saying you've All just right. done what you're they've done. You're not a loser. You're just a bad Thank texter. You. You've done. <laughs> <laughs> when something like this happens, there are two extremes that people go to. We've lived it, TJ. We know how this works. And each extreme has a hard time understanding the other one because that's not how their brain works. Folks, politics in this country is the way it is because our brains don't work the same. Some people get behind their team and say, we need to lift them up right now. They need all the positivity they could get. This is the team needs us as a fan base right now. Let's don't get all negative. And some people say, forget that. I, I mean, pay they need the a money. kick in the rear. They need a kick in the rear. I pay a lot of money to follow and pour a lot of emotion into this team. And I'll say whatever I want to say. And if they don't like it, this, you know, this is big boy football. This is the University of Oklahoma. Go somewhere else. And I, neither one necessarily is wrong. Neither one is wrong. It's just two different mental mindsets that people have when things are going haywire. And things are going haywire right now. So we'll be back. The Ref. Network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. Hey, I have some good news. This, oh, please. You say this request. By the way, this request came in from Doc, Doc B. Doc B said, tell Toby and tell uh, OU fans, don't stop believing. He that said, play that, that song boy, for me. That a boy, Doc. I hung up on him boy, Doc. So get out of here, Doc. The, the other thing that makes this show magical, and let's all be honest, it is magical, is that TJ and I are very different in the uh, topic we were just talking about going to break. We have very different personalities, which is what you want in a show. That's why we are fighting off macaronis right and left. <laughs> By the way, I tuned in to macaroni uh, right remind left. me to get back to the something positive I have. We, um, uh, I was driving into the Dallas-Fort Worth area on Friday, and so I Googled up where do I find this eagle guy so I could listen to the Dirty Old Wolf, and I didn't hear anything the, but rock music on Yeah, that the flip station. didn't happen yet. Uh, flip happened at 5 p.m. Friday to where they started playing songs like uh, had Freak in the title, and it was just on a loop. So I think uh, today it flipped over, but I haven't checked yet, so... Next Friday. So I said, you know what? I'll give. I'll be fair. I'll give the ticket another shot. Every time I've been down there, I try to listen to this amazing show, a radio station called The Ticket, that everybody that lives in Dallas <laughs> just thinks is the greatest radio station of all time. They win all the macaronis. So I was like, I give them another chance. So I flip it over to The Ticket. Twelve minutes later, they haven't come out of a commercial break, and I said, all right, that's it. I'm oh, you're one of those commercial guys. My guys. You're one of those, huh? Yeah, I'm one of those that likes to not have 12 consecutive minutes of commercials, <laughs> those commercials before they start talking nonsense again. Pay your salary, Mr. Fancy Pants. Well, I'm fine with three or four or five minutes. Of, five is pushing it. 12 consecutive minutes of commercials. Something's gone wrong at the station if you think that's good radio. <laughs> All right, back to the good news. I have yeah, great news, news for Sooner fans out there. All right, great news today, Sooner Nation. Drake Dyken has locked the Texas Longhorns Woo! this week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's hope. 
There is hope, ladies and gentlemen. Attaboy, Draker. Taking one for the team. The human curse himself has locked the Texas Longhorns. Can the curse of Drake overpower what I believe has happened in the uh, last two weeks? Uh, the curse of Cowherd. Never said anything nice about OU until right before the Kansas State game. <laughs> then said, oh, they're the second best team I've seen this year. Then, <laughs> So, dueling curses here, I believe. Maybe. I don't know. Do, do me a favor. Keep an, a li- an eye on the Vegas line and see if it has moved <laughs> okay. since we've announced Drake's pick. <laughs> All right, Teach. Back to the text messages we go. What's going oh, on there on goodness. the old Air Comfort Solutions text line today? Uh, has anyone checked on the afternoon, guys? You know those dudes are in pain this morning. Listen, T- Teddy will handle it with professionalism, and and he's not happy with what he's seeing, but he uh, he'll just analyze it and break it down and say what needs to be better. I do worry about Tyler because he has had a massive swing into the world of homerism in the last nine months or so, and. <laughs> I'm afraid this is going to be just a massive than swing back to we're never going to be good again. We stink. Everybody should be fired. I don't know what to expect out of Tyler today, so this could be rough. Let's just call it what it is. We're in a rebuild year and trying to learn new schemes. These uh, Let these kids learn and grow. Oklahoma football will be fine. Trust the process, people. I, like it. Right. I hate that line. What are we, 76er fans? That line's never been good for anyone. That's the, when, we, when you say trust the process, things usually don't go well. Mm-hmm. Although, I guess Philly trusted it for so long that they've finally backed into a decent team now that just folds in the postseason. Uh, I feel that K-State beat OU twice. Mentally, OU players were not completely over K-State, which helped lead to what we saw Saturday. It really looks like the defense is thinking way too much not to make a mistake, which in turn causes them to play slow. You know, something fascinating happens on our text. That's a very good text message. Thank you. Something very interesting happens on our text line as the day goes along. Have you ever noticed how, for the most part, we have rational, well-written um, text messages? In the mornings. Mm-hmm. And by the time three or four o'clock rolls around, it's a complete free-for-all. Like the text, When they go to the text line this afternoon, it will be curse words. It will be people should be fired. It will be absolute mayhem. It will be uh, nasty. A, that was It'll a well-written, nasty. rational text message that was just sent. Thank you. What else you got? Uh, like I can go back to this weekend uh, when Tyler Are you was just skipping on. all the bad ones. Or no, no. I, well, I might be. I mean, there's. I have over ninety text messages that I haven't got to, so possibly. But I'm not trying to do that. So, um, where was the one earlier about everyone needs to be fired? And oh, there was one from this weekend I was laughing at, and how I can't believe this station lies to me constantly. You're a bunch of homers. I'm going back to someone that tells it like it is. That was one of the texts I saw this morning. <laughs> uh, what's happened to Nick Evers? Is he still on the team? No one ever talks about him. What is the? He is still. 
He is still on the team, freshman quarterback. Yeah. He is still on the team. In fact, he was on um, camera least, uh, Saturday a couple of times when they went to the sidelines. Depth chart-wise, he's fourth string going into this week, this past week. So um, I don't know what to say beyond that. That's where that's where he is as far as knowing the offense. He's got He's got guys in front of him who have played some football. Now, maybe that all changes this week. I, I think it is an advantage that Brent Vittables and Jeff Levy have going into this game is Texas is going to have a really hard time knowing what personnel Oklahoma is going to present, even at quarterback. Maybe it's Gabriel. Maybe he shakes us off. It wasn't a bad concussion, and he's fine to go. If it's not, it'll probably be Davis Bevel. If it's not, maybe not. Maybe they say that didn't work. He looked bad Saturday. Let's give Booty a try. I think there's a lot of Sooner Nation that would love to see that. Booty, that is. And we shall we shall see. I don't maybe Nick Evers. I don't think it's gonna be Nick Evers. I think if there's gonna be a curveball here, it's Booty. But I have no idea what he TJ, I have no idea. Other than him having an awesome name, I couldn't tell you the first thing about how good of a football player he is, or how he's looked in practice, or if he understands the offense, mm-hmm. or any of that. He's got so, sweet NIL apparel. We know that. Yeah. And it just seems fitting that you have a Fletcher's corny dog and get some good booty at the Cotton Bowl. I think you got to make it a little more subtle than that, Teach. I think you got to. <laughs> you can be. <laughs> you can have fun with it, but you got to be a little more subtle. Oh, you know sorry. what I mean? Sorry. Yeah. We'll be back. Football is here, and your home for the best Sooner coverage statewide is the ref. From the booth to the sidelines and beyond, our guys are there. The OU football talk you crave is right here on your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Sports Network. All right, all right, all right, Teach. <laughs> You've gone too far now, okay? I didn't write the song. Uh, welcome back. Final segment of the t in the Morning Show. <laughs> That's a song, huh? Uh, uh, Booty Man by T- uh, Tim Wilson, if you'd like to play that all week. <laughs> I bet it's not the last time we hear it. Uh, Monday, uh, we welcome in Chris Plank for the crossover, brought to you by the Cleveland County Family YMCA. Chris, I'm going to hand the baton of grief to you for the next three hours. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, t How's it rolling, man? Hey, uh, it's been okay. It's been, you know, I think we need a little therapy session. And it's been good to be with my best friend TJ today, so it's been fun. I'm not happy with that. Nobody's really, you know, we're all bummed about how the football team's playing and everything. But maybe this will be the week that the magic happens. Well, um, I was listening a a little bit to Ted, and I went back and I listened to the post-game show. And, you know, it's, it's wild to think that, you know, in some of those situations, it's, it's one guy being out of position and Teddy made this analogy and I thought it was great Toby and I don't know if you guys have talked to him today I'm sorry I missed it but um it's like golf right you and I and I don't know if TJ plays but Teddy and anyone we all want to be better golfers right but you just can't show up and your want to makes you a better golfer there's the practice there's the mental side of it there's the technique to it and you know there's a want to from this team, I don't think this team lacks want to or desire or even physicality. Um, it's just it's 
it's a process. And I know the natural reaction is ECU's going through it too, and they've got a new coach. Understood. Understood. But with Brent Venable's demands defensively and what this defense is supposed to look like, it's it's got to be more than want to. So um, I'm intrigued. I mean, dare I even say somewhat excited to see how this team responds to this adversity, but obviously the next few days and trying to figure out what went wrong. Yeah, not going to be a fun couple of days, Hero. It's not. We got, you know, a coach's corner coming up here in a bit where we'll talk to Bill Beatonbow and Todd Bates. Um, you've got shows tonight where you're going to talk. I don't know. Who, who you got with Gabe with you tonight? Is it a Caleb Kelly night? I believe it's Caleb Kelly tonight, yeah. Okay. Uh, and then, you know, obviously Teddy and Brent tonight. And then we got a, a press conference and, and player interviews tomorrow. So kind of continue the, all right, what went wrong and quickly turn the page to one of the most exciting Saturdays in, in not just our world, but in college football and see if Dylan Gabriel can be ready or if it's, I guess TJ's already decided it's going to be the booty bowl instead of Davis Bevel. Is everyone? I, I was just, I was go. just, uh, you know, uh, that's what the fans are demanding, Chris. <laughs> I'm not saying that myself. I'm just, it's what the people are yelling for. Got you. I got you. I got you, TJ. But it's going to be an interesting. Like if it's going to go bad, we might as well have a quarterback named General Booty. Um, and this, I've never had a Saturday like that injury wise. Never. No. It was Remarkable. unbelievable. Um. And I'm glad, you know, that the news on Damon Harmon is good, who I'm not kidding, Toby. Every single time I say his name, I want to say Davion Harmon. So I apologize if I did that like five times yesterday, but uh, or Saturday, excuse me. But, yeah, you know, from Harmon to, to Gabriel, you know, I, in just kind of reading the room a little bit, it felt like Billy Bowman might be out a little longer, you know, that it was more than just a, a, a one-game thing. Um, same thing for Eric Gray. So you're – you're not only going in a team that, that got beat, you're going in a team that's uh, a bit of a mass unit right now. So we'll see how they can get things turned around. And you know, don't have a lot of time. No one's going to feel sorry for you. Chris, have a great show today. That's the goal, Hero. Have a great day. I'll talk to you later, buddy. Thanks to you fine folks for filling up the phone lines and the text lines today. We will do it again tomorrow. We do have Rudy's tonight, 7 o'clock for the huddle, 8 o'clock for the Brent Venables show. I will see many of you out there. Have a great Monday, everybody.